0: Hello, Lance. Welcome to another edition to Inside the Firm. Not just welcome you, welcome everyone that's welcome listening. everybody,
1: welcome everybody.
0: <clears throat> hey, did you know this about Bim Smith? I had no idea. You're gonna, you don't But even, you're gonna tell me. Yep. That they have a hidden gem. I'm not kidding you. I'm not making this up. Called it, it's uh, the My Bim Smith. Wow. So what it lets you do, it gives you unlimited cloud storage to save every single assembly you've built on BimSmith uh Forge. Unlimited or cloud storage or products you find in their marketplace right so then you can create and organize teams and projects with specialized permission so that you can all have the same content uh, with your firm without sorting it locally so basically you'd make a project call it P- P5 P P6 whatever and then once you make a wall
1: you store it there and you said save this wall does this cost anything? D- dude it's free wow Wow, everybody listening should run to bimsmith.com right now and check it out. Where yep. do you where do you go on the website? Do you go to bimsmith.com and then forward/something slash something like that? Do you no, know? just
0: bimsmith. They they have everything there. Yep.
1: It's it's extremely straightforward.
0: You yeah. sign in and you log like, in. Okay. Yep, and you're like, "Oh man, how much are they going to charge me?" Nothing. Nothing. They ain't going to charge you anything. Yep. Wow. And what's cool about this is that so our our other partner is Enscape. And Bimsmith and Enscape go way back, but they both known each other for a long, long time. And Bimsmith uses Enscape exclusively to demo all their different materials and projects. Phenomenal. So go download something from Bimsmith right now. Go to their marketplace, make a wall, whatever. He'll get a free trial from Enscape and have yourself a
1: party. You should check it out. Have a blast. Absolutely. I don't see why not. That literally sounds like a fun time. What are you waiting for? Yeah. Yeah. Two two old best friends, old pals, Enscape and Bidsmith. They're gonna. It, they're, I bet they got jokes. They are two old guys on the dock. Nice
0: fishing with a drink, fishing, telling jokes. Yeah, that's who you're dealing with.
1: Yeah, so check them out. Yep. Um, all right. Well, uh, I have a we have a special segment today, and it's called uh, Crazy Clients Part Two. And with that. Um, We are going to enact, act. act. Yep, we're going to act this out. So Al is going to be playing the part of the crazy client. So Al, why don't you uh, kick it off for us? Okay. All names have been changed. Yep. These are all
0: these are all semi-fictional characters. Yep. And then I've I've briefly read through this, but I really haven't read word for word. So I'm kind of on the edge with everyone else. So I'm I'm the client. You are the potential client, and you are who is
1: emailing me. I am Lance. Okay, so it literally says these are literal emails, right? These, now these are literal emails. Uh, names are uh, taken off. We're not yeah. going to expose anybody. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it starts off. Sorry, I'm the client now. You're the client. To whomever,
0: someone at uh, blank survey suggested you might help me by making an overlay showing solar shade on a property survey. How do you change uh, charge for this question mark, Mary? Call uh chicken emoji. <laughs> I put a chicken emoji.
1: Hi Mary. Can I can you give me a call at 303-775-7406? seven five seven four zero six? I'd I'd like to learn more about your need for a solar shadow survey and why you might need it. Hmm. The property
0: is at are these all oh the property is two hundred and eighty feet uh east west by a hundred north south rectangle. I want an exemption from the 25-foot north-south setback for the building envelope so that the setback will only have to be 10 feet north-south in order to maximize solar area for gardening towards the south of my property. This will put part of the unused landscape street right away in the shadow zone without problems.
1: That's it. I just ended it. Got so it. I didn't even answer. Got Question. it. That's helpful, but I still think a quick phone call would be helpful. Can we talk... Thanks Mr. Psycho.
0: I'll talk to you on Monday. Gotta go. These attachments may make sense of what I'm attempting to describe. I need to make sense of the change and setback so the planners will accept it. Mary, happy weekend.
1: Chicken emoji. Me. (laughs) Good morning Mary. I'm just following up here to see if we can chat today. Thanks. Hi
0: Mr. Psycho. You have not Remarked, if this is something you could do and at what cost to me? Or do you know others who would help me? Mary, chicken emoji.
1: Hi, Marilyn. Hi, Mary. <clears throat> we are a licensed architecture firm and have done plenty of solar studies in Boulder. I am just trying to understand the entire scope of your project, why you need the study, etc. Can I give you a call to discuss what is your number? Actually, I need
0: more information about you. You haven't said you are interested or have time or have specific charges. Chatting goes a long way to nowhere, and I am overwhelmed with work. B emoji.
1: <laughs> okay, here's our website: uh, f9productions dot com forward slash go inside. If you click on that link, there are some great videos to help you familiarize to help familiarize you with our firm. I'm very interested, and thus why I'd like to have a phone call with you. Then, after that phone call, I am confident I could give you a fixed fee quote. Without that phone call, I cannot fully understand your needs. Can we please just have a short phone call? I'm a very friendly person.
0: Mr. Psycho. Actually, I don't know if it's just written. Mr. Psycho, can a draftsman do this to control costs? Do you have any connections slash projects with Longmont or Boulder Planning? I need no political problems. No conversations with those staff members. I need a diagram of the east-west building envelope reducing the north setback from 25 feet to 10 feet to demonstrate its use. That provides 10 feet to the north property line plus 30 feet north-south across Whiteaway in landscaping for for shadow. The street to the north would not be shadowed. The additional 15 feet south wall would provide additional east-west
1: solar garden area. Mary... (laughs) Be emoji <laughs> Yes, Mary, one of our draftsmen would be doing nearly 100% of the work. We know Longmont's building staff by first name, and they know us. We also have an excellent reputation with Boulder's planning departments. We have multiple projects under review and under construction with both departments currently. I am confused about your conversations comment about staff members. I took a look at your survey and site and noticed there isn't a building on there. So in order for me to give you an accurate quote, I would need to know what kind of building you are wanting to build. What kind of building are you trying to build? That I'm not really that
0: secretive, but no. Da, da, da. You don't need to know what kind of building to figure out the overlay. And I don't want you to discuss my project with anyone. Music emoji. <laughs> it, 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 wouldn't it be helpful because you could know the heights too? Like, these are <laughs> oh, intricate... Kid.
1: There. Sorry. You're out of character right now, oh, Mary. Yeah, out of character. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, character. sorry, sorry. Actually, I do need to know what kind of building you are planning to build. Otherwise, I literally cannot perform the solar analysis. The solar analysis is 100% dependent upon the proposed building and its height. Attachment is an example of another project we did in Boulder, 1912. Notice how the points for the analysis literally come from the top of the roof. Two. Short stories, not a tall building. $500 for the solar study, then. <laughs> we will need to know the size of the footprint, the roof style you wish to build, and the height of each floor. If that is acceptable, then I can write up a small contract and we can start this week. <clears throat> Mr. Cycle, the largest rectangular
0: east-west accommodating 9,000 rectangular foot footprint, fitting the site as presented in our survey with right away driveway and the best building site drawn as given, one, 12 to one north and south slope roofed, 10 foot floor height, one foot main floor site elevation, 26 feet in building height. What amount of time do you need to conclude this study? Uh, this lady from yep. this place uh, from the surveyor can supply you with basic survey outline. Are you uh, you able to work on this without discussing it elsewhere? I would
1: consider that a breach of an agreement. Music emoji. <laughs> Hi, Mary. I think we are just gonna have to turn this down. I don't like the fact that we couldn't even have a phone call, and that this is to be done in some strange secretive way. Good luck with your project. Amazing lack of privacy. A simple phone call would have got would have taken care of a lot of my concerns, Mary. I wasn't asking for much. Again, good luck with your project. <laughs> A simple privacy would have taken care of my concerns.
0: I was asking for it and you haven't assured me. Yeah, because we're not gonna do the project. You're out of character, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Mr Psycho, we can continue or not continue. I'm asking a drafts person to overlay the survey with the dimensions of the solar building site I need. I do know not I do not know why I have to argue with you to get that. Could you please refer me to someone else, since you are so unhappy and didn't get your way? Reminds me of the president. <laughs>
1: Mary, chicken emoji. Good luck with your project. Best. So, uh, the craziest part about this whole thing—the craziest part about this whole thing—was this was a re- this was a real email exchange. This is a referral we got, and there's a, there's a couple there's a couple lessons, um, and I'll get to the lesson. But the craziest part about it is then this person actually came into our office to to find me uh and like the guy the we you weren't here because you were sick and i was literally on the job site doing contractor stuff yeah uh for our buildings that we're building and uh you know i like i had to i they they were completely dumbfounded and surprised and she ended up bringing in a some food for them did they tell you this
0: yeah a cookie or something
1: yeah and they ate it and i go you guys what if it was poisoned? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, <that's- laughs> you never know. Like, I'm sorry. So, there's a couple telltale signs here, and and this is on the last week's episode. I went over it already about uh, just just be careful with these with clients, right? And, and well, here here's the biggest one, and I think people are wise to
0: it. Um, there's scammers, and scammers are getting more and more sophisticated, and that's why
1: you want a phone call. Uh, yes. You know, like hey, just to Plus we've said it before, every project you do somebody with somebody is like a it's like dating, it's like a marriage, it's a relationship. It you yep. know, it's a professional but like it, there there has to be some level of I enjoy working with you. Yep. Or at least tolerate working with you. Yep.
0: And and here's the other thing too, because everyone knows um maybe maybe she didn't want to write down what she was making. Like Fair but, enough, right? But maybe over a phone call Sometimes there's weird rules like, oh, if you use it for storage, you have to do something different. Whether you use it for residential, and maybe she was gonna have art supplies in there, and they would, Boulder would have said, oh, that's flammable, so you have to have two hours. She's like, I just don't want to go through that rigmarole. I'm not saying we do that or not, but we'd be like, oh yeah, that's under, like yeah, the city's being crazy in that one instance or not, or you know, you just could have got a feel for it. She could be, uh, um, who's that, that Heisenberg character?
1: Oh the, yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the uh, from from Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's not too far off. When okay, when you read through that, so now you read through it in depth. What part did you go? When did you go? I'm done with this. Like Lance, why did you get sucked into this again? Know when to call it quits. Know when to just say, "I this is not, we're not I'm a bit too busy. I can't I can't take on your project." You know, nothing like that. The, the, the thing about it, it... Whenever it was, uh, I'm too busy for a phone call.
0: Wow. Way early then. Well, and, and here's why. like, Well, it's going to take you more time to communicate through emails than a phone call. So, you don't... You're not recognizing.
1: Yep. So, to me, this was a person who was literally unhinged. And here's the lesson. The lesson is, this was a referral... From, um, from, another, from another company in town, and we want to maintain a, a, a good relationship with all other companies that we might work with right in the future in collaboration, right? Yeah. So the lesson learned is I, right after, um, right after I said this isn't going to work. I forwarded the whole email chain over to the referral and I said, uh, thank you for the referral, but I have to say this was just, co- I was completely put off by this woman's candor. So strange. She wouldn't even entertain a phone call with me. Please do to continue to refer us. I just wanted to forward all of this on to you in case you got a nasty email back from, from her. And I'm so glad I did that because then she came into the office. Yeah. So there's, so you know that that's like, I'm sure she talked. To, I'm sure she talked to you know the the referral. Yeah. Did they say anything back? Yes. To you? So then they said something back, and they said, um, "Lance, I'm so sorry about this. I'm so I, I am sorry this did not work out for both of you, but I totally understand your point. Thanks for the email chain. If the opportunity arises, I will forward you additional work." So I think that's the key lesson. That, and, and that's because what, I
0: didn't even think about that. But I wasn't wrapped into it. But I don't know if I would have thought Don't you about think that,
1: that was smart to do? It's to tell the referral, like, hey, this one didn't work out. But I want you to see why. Yeah. We tried. And I, I was cordial in that whole email exchange. I mean, that was a very cordial exchange. There was no name calling. If if anything, the other it was uncordial to me. Especially with the, comparing me to f- the freaking president. Like, good grief. <laughs> well, I <it's a, laughs> I thought it was a <laughs> get him out of your head, Jesus.
0: Yeah. It was quite the jump. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's insane to say
1: I ah, basically, the president. <laughs> basically, yeah. basically, just because I wanted to have, and then for the fact for her to come all the way over to the to the office, so I refuse a phone call, and but then still come to the office. Yep. I don't know, man. I I, I just what that whole I just I'm, again another bullet dodged don't don't do it, yeah, yeah, money's not everything yeah and and
0: and especially here's the other
1: red flag, oh, I just need a draft person to do this small thing for me, yes, did you ever hear that 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 if you're a licensed architect, if you are a professional, if you hear that, run, just run, yeah. i we've been there, yeah, because it's it's never that simple, it's never,
0: yep, um okay, so we have a listener question, yeah, and
1: Lance, could you read the bold and i then- will I will read the bold, yeah, yeah. yeah. I am an American architectural designer working abroad in Copenhagen, Denmark. The firm I work for has allowed me to lead a project focusing on natural disaster recovery, which will require us to seek out partnering architecture, construction, development, and investment firms in the U.S. Presently, I am having trouble getting hold of of interested parties in addition to not knowing where to look for them. I am interested in taking on this business side of architecture, but unfortunately it is not well taught in school. Well, big surprise. He didn't say that. I was wondering if you have advice for cold calling various firms when seeking out partnerships, especially on an international level. What to do should they not respond? Any and all advice would be greatly appreciated. That's a great question. It's a great question. It's going to be harder for
0: this person because he's across the pond, you know, the Atlantic Ocean. And I I do feel like... That might, it's going to be harder cold calling than normal if you were on this side. So the first strategy I would take is, uh, social first fine. Well, actually let's back up, back up. The biggest question is who are you going to contact? And the thing is you need to identify the end purchaser, right? So to give a little context and give another situation, uh, we've talked about 3d printing before, right? Mm -hmm. And the real person that you should be courting is the person that makes a hundred to a thousand homes a year in your state. There's probably 10, you know, 15 of those people, because those are the ones that have the money that can actually say, Oh, this is going to work in my system. This is going to, you know, unless you want to get all the development money upfront, right? Which you could do, you know, venture funds. But if you're working more pragmatically, who's going to be your end client that you're going to sell this to? So in his case, who is he going to sell it to? Is he going to sell it to the contractor that works for FEMA? Is he going to sell it to some NGO, right? Who's going to pay for this disaster concept that he has? Is he going to sell it to FEMA itself? So who is actually going to pay the money in the end? And the real reason that you need to know that and you need to get in contact with them is that if anyone's going to get you, give you funding, they're going to talk about you know this concept of oh, what kind of sales or pre-sales do you have, right? The reason why it's easy to get easier to get money in residential is because there's a history of it and people know people are always looking, right? And they know who the clients are. In this case, you need to identify the clients, which is maybe it's going to be FEMA is actually going to purchase this. So for any venture person or any developer or any contractor to put money into a project like this, they're not going to put in money blindly and then FEMA or whoever it is, I don't even know what it is. It's going to be like, yeah, we're never going to use this. So that's who you're searching for. So that's the big part, right? Now, cold calling. I would start with social. So find that, that end person. Like them on Twitter, on Facebook. Start following them. <clears throat> start liking their posts if, if they're good. Start asking questions, right? Simple questions. Uh, but you know, actually pay attention because this is actually what you want to do. So you should be intelligent enough to engage in them. Right? So social first, then you can try calling them, right? And, and, or direct messaging them or reaching out. If they don't get back, if they get back to you via, you know, direct message or email, then you can set up a call say, Hey, can I call and talk to you about something? Right? Then if you get past that stage, then, uh, I think you need a splash campaign. Literally, Like you need to surprise them and wow them since you're on the other side of the pond. So I, I've seen some of this guy's content. It's actually good. He has this like kind of Lego system that's different than... Uh, From Denmark, Legos. Who would have known? Well, it's not. I'm just using that, right? Oh, okay. It's not exactly... That. So could you send them... You know, this guy's an architect uh, designer, right? Laser cut out these pieces, send them over and say... You know, after you contact them and say, "Hey, you know, I I just want to send you this thing and have them put it together." What like, I really
1: like about that is that you've you've undigitalized the whole thing, right? And you've sort of made it a re- like you've brought your part of yourself there. If you think about it, right? Like we always say, like design is a whatever you design is a part of you, right? So then he designed it and brought it through, and that's tangible and then it feels real. I feel and, it, and I think I'll, the other thing it does it takes away. What I thought is, man. Cold calling across the pond, that seems like a scam. Like, I could see the scam alert coming out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yep. How do you disarm somebody from that? And the other thing with, with the,
0: the, the Twitter, Facebook, direct messaging, instead of asking a question, you can also help them out. Right? So, think, how can I help them out? So, let's say they're uh, saying, like, you know, maybe they're venting and they're like, oh, this is such a problem. Oh, have you seen this? This is cool, and it doesn't necessarily have to be your solution. You're just seen as a helpful person, helping them, you know, helping them do what they want to do, giving them something interesting, and you're creating that contact with them, right? Yeah. And then you, since since you are across the pond, I think you then need to physically you got to yeah you got to send something. Um, and then the the last piece of advice, you know, I know all this isn't perfect, but I hope this gets your head thinking. Is if they don't answer, if they don't, you know, they don't answer your phone call, your DMS, whatever. Don't worry about it. Move on. I get so many emails from, it's not just listeners, but from people who want to loan money, people who want to give products, all this stuff. Most times I try to respond to them, but sometimes it gets crazy and I just can't. And only a few times have they got mad. Like, oh, you can't even, you know, respond. You're just a random person yelling at me. Like, well, I don't, what the hell? So if you're not getting anything, that is okay for, for whatever. You might think that it's the perfect solution for them, but they might not have the avenue. They might not have the influence. They might be doing something that's totally locked them up. Don't take it personally. You can keep messaging them, right? If you're messaging them three, four times in a month and they're not doing anything, start to spread that out you know, let's not be crazy, you know, maybe
1: wait two months, three, you know, something like that before. Right. And that's, fun. that's a rule of thumb we have. So, you know, we'll send out a proposal and when we're, when we're on top of our game, it's send out a proposal, um, and then give them a call later in the day just to make sure they got it. Then follow up, at, let's say you send it on a Monday, follow up on Friday. Um, and then you start extending things from there, you know, cause it takes sometimes, sometimes people. Uh, they, they need time to digest the whole thing. Maybe there's some financing they have to deal with. Who knows if a tragedy happens, all kinds of stuff. Yep. And the reason why I think the sending something physical will be so key is because
0: in this area, this disaster relief, there's so many students and other uh, architecture firms that are coming up with concepts. Well, they don't know what, what to distinguish from a concept to something that's really worked out. So you need to prove that you are really working this out, that it's not just some sort of concept. Hey, look at this concept. You know, someone sent me an idea for a a house. Great concept. Like, I don't know what. Am I doing all the work to figure it out now? Like, you know. So, yeah, I think that's where, where you need to go with it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I would just I would just wrap it. I I would to do a full circle, uh, identifying the end purchaser is is ultimately critical, right? And just establishing the relationship. Yep. Good idea. Follow them. Follow them. Literally, kind of like an online stalker in a way. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, and and I mean that. I mean that with all sincerity. Like, try to understand who the purchaser is. You know, get inside their head a little bit so you can you know find your ins there. Yep. Because I don't want you to discourage if you
0: hey I'm gonna get a hold of some contractor. An architect and a venture capitalist in the U.S. and you aren't getting anywhere. And you're probably not getting anywhere because they probably just like, oh, this is good, great concept, but there's no meat to it. And the meat is getting that end person
1: on board. Yep, yep. I did cold. I did cold calls uh, for a while at the very first firm I worked at. Uh, sorry, not the very first firm. The first firm I worked at in Colorado before I got before I got laid off in the Great Recession. And it's brutal. I I, I think my my little piece of advice here would be it's a numbers game and you, it, you just might be you know it might be a lot of calls after a while but maybe but maybe you reduce yourself by again identifying that end purchaser but then also if you're doing the social media interactions
0: it's not a cold call anymore it's a warm call it's yes. warmed up yes it's definitely warmed up
1: that's sure well how about this like our uh, our garage installer he and I follow each other on linkedin and i really just enjoy his posts because He does a great job of like selling himself. He does these really cool garage doors that like, uh, they can, uh, in a you can do like a vaulted ceiling in a garage, right? And then the track goes up at an angle. It blows people's minds. He just does. He just like was very good at his LinkedIn social media. Yeah, and that's who I reached out to him because I was so impressed um, with what he's doing. There's a couple other suppliers too. Like this one guy in Denver does uh, brick staining. Yep. It's this really cool product. Like instead of painting brick, right? That's like a cardinal sin if you're an architect. Yeah. But he stains it and the before and afters he does, he just keeps selling himself. So, Do you have any advice or thoughts? I'm bringing
0: this up, up on the fly so I don't even have a solution. Um, because we talked about warming up by doing by inter- engaging. But some people, let's say you start to make your own media and like we do. So the person that's going to probably do our condo insurance when when I reach out to him from a referral, he was like, "Oh yeah, I know about you guys." You know, like he 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 already knew. He's like, "Follow you, blah blah blah." So, whatever your concept out, out there, can you make a Twitter page for it? Can you make a Facebook page? And then, how do you balance that? Because I think the only pushback is, "Oh, I don't want to give too much away." You know, I don't. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean it. you'd have to know the ins and outs of the whole thing, and you know i don't know that 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 gets tricky because we've had copycats but we're always Hopefully. flattered by the copycats especially with a tiny house you know like the tiny house is like people have done foldable decks and foldable awnings and foldable this and that but you know and they did it after us like it's just a it's just a reality but like i'm flattered by it actually yeah. it's like why wouldn't i want a great idea that i've designed and built to be you know with to spread more yeah um you should start it with ever on your
0: website, whatever is public, anyways, and then you can start to share stuff about your community, about the you know disaster community. So it doesn't always have to
1: be about your stuff, and that's probably how you can balance. Maybe it. that's how you can do it. Well, either way, how about this? We're just maybe planting a seed in your head. Yeah, we think don't think about know. think about how you could start making your own media, and that's that's what's important. Uh, go and if and. Uh, if you haven't listened to Discovery, whatever episode is Discovery is a Myth that we, that we did right after the Amazon, then go back and listen to that because we kind of explain how to do it all over, you know? Yep, And and schedule time for this or else you won't do it. Yeah. You, Make it a priority. Make yeah. it a... Literally block out like you did for Amazon and how we block out stuff for all the things we do. Yep. So. Cool. Cool. Well, I have a development update. Is that where we're at next? Yeah. Dude, we're building. It is the best. Have you been to the job site this week? You got to no. go check it out because all the building building B, the big one is um, we've got the, me and Ross finished the damp proofing around the foundation on the outside. I was just listening to a podcast in the sunshine. It was fantastic. Nice day today. Really nice day today. We started the insulation on the inside. Um, it's going really, really smooth. There's a little trick uh, we, we that we used. So we left the ties that, you know, the ties that tie <clears throat> the formwork together. So they stick out about an inch and a half, right? And then the guys go and break them off. Don't break them off. No, yeah we didn't so i said leave the top two on because the insulation will cover it anyway yeah and and then so then that's helping us adhere in addition to the p300 that we're using to adhere it. is that so, glue yeah it's just a uh it's like uh the same people who make the subfloor glue right how how are you spreading it oh just with the just with a caulking gun you know but it's, oh okay it's that kind not not like a brush not like a brush it's okay yep yep it's working out really well but it's awesome. Uh, we have, uh, so everything's moving ahead, but the but the big thing is, you have a quote here. Should I read this quote? Uh, it will not go as planned, but oh. it should be within the realm of possibilities you prepare for, right? Yeah. So the tricky thing about our project is, is we wanted to start in September, had, we ended up starting in December, um, kind of right at the end where we were just like, all right, it's either now, now or never, or now we're at least postponed or something like that. And once we got it off, and so at that point, like, not all of our numbers were firmed up. There were still, one of the big ones is plumbing. It's just, there's a real shortage of plumbing and good plumbers down here in Colorado. And compared to the electrical and compared to the mechanical, it is, the numbers are like twice as much. So We've I had to know- bid it six times. Yep. So I I just got a bid in that I just forwarded to you. You
0: got that email right? I got that email. So I know you're busy, but are you going to reach out to him and say, "Hey, got your bid. Um,
1: I'm I'm going to do this."
0: Lance, Al's,
1: yep. you know. After we after we're done with the podcast today, I'm going to go <laughs> get a glass of wine and sit down and crunch stuff out, and then I got to pack because I'm going to DC tomorrow. Yeah. So. uh what, but what has been nice is, especially with Al, Al, Al has some really great connections because of all the, all the multifamily stuff that he's done down in Denver with other developers and, and just uh, consultants and stuff. And we've gotten some really great referrals. So the, tricky, the trick that I've had to do is moving money around. So, you know, like let's say we had a line item for HVAC that was $100,000. And our bid came in, and it kind of did. It came in, you know, tens of thousands of dollars less then that line item and I go oh great now now we're going to be able to pay for this and then all of a sudden you know whatever this is and then all of a sudden we started excavating and the soils guy said oh you got to go you got to go deeper you got to go deeper yeah. <laughs> and then you got to do the, you got to do recompaction and all this and I go and I and I go to our sub our foundation sub and I'm like all right we gotta we gotta do that now and then and then it cost us more money and m- all that money got washed into the foundation now right um, but then there's other line items so the the trick is to figure out how to move money around and still make everything work because we only got approved for so much money like there's there's no more approval after no this more money to make it work um, and I know Jonathan Segal uh, who's just doing awesome stuff 32 story skyscraper he's got planned now in, in San Diego. He he did a lot of the, he did a lot of what I'm about to say, and that is like, they, we're not I'm not we're not living on credit cards, but he used every single line of credit he did he had to to get his first project done. And I'm not suggesting you as a first time developer push yourself to that limit, but make sure you have built a foundation that allows you to do it if you have if you have to do it right. Like Alex and I say from the beginning of this podcast, fundamentally, don't pay yourself as a if you start a firm. Start a bank account, put money in there, be a W4 slash W2 so you have a steady paycheck so then you don't have to jump through all the other hoops that everybody else does with like a random income. Just have a steady income and live, try to live lean, try to, try to, try to do all those things because, and then pay your bills. Because you, you're gonna need all kinds of different credits. You're gonna need uh, a company credit card. You're gonna need. We have a. I have a Home Depot card that has a huge limit on it, which is yep. gonna come in super handy. All kinds of stuff like that. Plus, even for uh, if you do like a high risk project like we're doing, your credit score gets checked for that. Uh, to, for you to be able to get insurance on if you have to do a high, you know, for your first project a high high uh, liability right. project. Yeah. Crazy. It is crazy, but it's awesome. Yeah. Next week we're pouring. We're pouring, placing. I got corrected the other day. Tim McGinty corrected me. Not McGinty. Tim McCarthy. I'm butchering yeah, that yeah, right yeah. now, and I'm I'm failing. I'll That's look all right. up. Yeah, Tim, <laughs> in from the Entree Architect community, who is uh, Al Gore's friend on Facebook, who follows us and we interact often, uh, said we're not pouring concrete, we're placing. Ah, yeah, right, you're right. We are placing concrete. So we're placing the walls next week in the other building, and uh, and then we're going to be framing really soon. It's going to be great. So, yep private versus bank financing do you want to talk about that well
0: it's it's more lenient with moving money around is is the only
1: oh, point that i yeah i say. gotta tell you i gotta tell you i mean you know so we went with private money and it has been it has been fantastic so far. We've actually even done some like rookie things like they've taken like three or four draws randomly and not like an experienced contractor where then we're like, oh, I'm doing one on the, f- uh, you, you know, we'll do a draw on the first, we'll do it on the 15th. That's it each month. Subs, you got to have it in by this day yeah. to make it happen. And they've been great. They were able to even move around like when we did have extra funds because of a lower bid than expected. Move it move it right over to foundation and we'll be able to write a check. Yep. Tim McCarthy. Tim McCarthy. I was close. Yep. Sorry about that, buddy. So I think uh, let's do A.R.E. Jeopardy. All right.
0: All right, here we go. Question number one. Stand pipes are blank. A, a group of vertical orientated pipes for potable water supply. B, a vertical pipe extending from the water supply typically used in firefighting. C, another term for vent pipes. D, mechanical gas pipes. Stand pipes. S-T-A-N-D. P-I. Stand P I P E S, and a a group of vertical orientated pipes for potable water use b a vertical pipe extending from a water supply typically used in firefly firefighting c another term of vent pipes d mechanical gas pipes
1: wow b, a lot of a lot of uh, blank looks If everybody b B, C, B,
0: B. So standpipe is basically um, if you have two stories or below, especially if you have a a car a garage, then uh, you need standpipes. And it also helps if you're five stories or above. There's there's a bunch of different rules. But if you're doing big buildings, you should look into whether you need standpipes or not. Standpipe. P5 people. P5. P5. Uh, How many... Question number two. How many classes of standpipes are there? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> A, one. B, two. C, three. D, four.
1: Oh, I like the next doo-doo. question. Where are we at? What do we got? Are we ready, boys? C, 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 C. Yes. How did you guys
0: all what? know? That there was three classes of standpipes, which you didn't even know. I how to feel standpip. like all your
1: favorite numbers are three, and that's why you picked it.
0: Yeah. So is marked one three, yeah. and everyone else is tied. The Lord. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, all right. all right. Number three, clear height above and below mezzanine should be should be a mezzanine. Yes. Uh, the clear height above and below a mezzanine should be a six feet. B six foot eight. C seven feet, D eight feet. Mezzanine, gentlemen. Uh, one more, you want do the answer one more time? Yeah. Okay. Uh, A six feet, B six foot eight, C seven feet, D eight. C B B, and B. Now you tell me. It's C. That's what I thought it was seven. Yeah. Yep, seven foot. Yep. To make it a room, plus it's a commercial. Yeah, exactly. Yep. There might be an exception for uh, egress,
0: the egress portion of it that might make that particular portion sure. six foot eight, but seven foot
1: is the general. I wrote my questions today, so I don't know. Yeah. So they're straightforward, people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, oh, wait. I got to right. who, write. Who got what right?
0: That was, you were the only one? All right.
1: So what is the score? So three, two, one. Two, not naming names. Okay, no names. <laughs> Number four, the aggregate area of a mezzanine should not be greater than blank of the floor below. Everybody should. This, one's, this one, yeah. The aggregate area of a mezzanine should not be greater than blank of the floor area below. Ross would nail this if he got this. You got to read it. Oh, oh, sorry. A, okay. R, sorry. a, half, B, quarter, C, fifth, D, third. I figured everybody would already just be writing numbers. Why don't we read it again? No? Okay. Uh, so D, B, A, and D. It's a third, isn't it? It's a third. Yeah. So Gresh got it. Congratulations. You get to pick where we eat tomorrow. <laughs> I won't be here. All right.
0: If it's Friday and you're listening to this, it's time to have a party. And the only way to have a party is to go to Bim Smith, get some models. Download uh, NScape 3D. Go to Nscape 3 dcom right? Download that. Just have a blast. So do that. Um, if you want to learn Revit, go to RevitRocketShip.com. Get your Revit RocketShip on. Get your me.
1: Revit RocketShip on. You're doing yourself a disservice if you, if you aren't in some kind of building information modeling. But we obviously recommend Revit, and we recommend re- learning it through Revit RocketShip. Yeah, how dare you if you don't? How, how dare, dare you if you don't? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you can't really uh, use BIM Smith or Enscape
0: without it. Well, you probably SketchUp with Enscape, but BIM Smith you kind of out of luck, and then you, you're not partying, and you it's get sad. you you're, you cry.
1: you're yeah, you, tears, salty tears. I know nobody wants that. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay. Last thing, if you uh, if you have a uh, one episode. That you think a friend needs to hear you think a colleague needs to hear you think a thing, you think your mom needs to hear yeah the main audience right there absolutely please 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 share the podcast with with other people tell them about it have them start at episode zero from the beginning uh, if you're if you're a young professional, we think we, we're trying to do our best to so just to share our story so everybody else um, can grow with us um, maybe grow beyond us and all that other good stuff and uh, with that we'll just see you next week back.